Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for telling a friend, right, Drew? That's what I'm talking about. We love that about you, right, Drew? We do, man. Mm-hmm. Doing hey, well over here, yeah. Um, a couple things still. I, I, I'm still thinking. I, I don't know if I finished my whole thought about you and Walt Disney. Oh, me and Walt um, Disney. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it was earlier in the week. And, and I don't know. I, I've been a, obsessing about it. I don't know why it's gotten under my skin so much. Something about him was is so characteristic of the 20th century. I mean, mm-hmm. everything about him. And, and that's the century we kind of lived the majority of our life in. You know what I mean? We saying grew up in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about the story, his story, his life, that whole fucking fantasy of building just some park the kids go to. It got under my skin a little bit. It, it somehow I – don't, I don't know if the, pre, the current millennials would appreciate the way – I don't know, the way it was a part of – in living memory, I think it has more to do with our lives than most people, I would say. You can know we I – mean? uh, right? yeah. All right. Let and, me see what and, I can and do And there was a whole – and there was a whole uh, – the whole thing about him, you know, going in the First World War and just sort of being hard scrabble and having ideas and just doing stuff and creating things and then making a business. I don't, I don't know if people have faith in that anymore, even know what that is. Well – let me try this one on for size yeah. for you, uh-huh. Drew. Uh-huh. I was sort of thinking about this the other night. You know, uh, I was having one of my uh, annual discussions with Lynette where she was going like, why can't you be this kind of person? And uh, I was kind of explaining that uh, I could be, but then I'd be – Somebody else. I'd be watching a lot of TV and we wouldn't live in this house like – Part of my thing is, yeah, I do have a motor. I do want to fix things. I do want to correct things. I do want to get stuff done, you know? And then I started thinking, but we'll be both people. Just be both, you know? Go out there, go get some, create this, build that, do that, and then... And then don't be that person. I mean, supposedly in his family life, he was quite, who knows, and we don't direct, but he was quite nurturing and engaged and... But you know, what I'm sort of saying is, is built a chain. He spent mu- spent a long time like working on like a toy train that he had going all over his house and stuff. Crazy stuff. It's hard to be a person that is geared for. I got to make a bunch of hay while the sun shines. I got to take care of this. I got to take. Okay, yeah. so here's what I'm saying to you, Drew. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day. We kind of understood that if you were going to be General Patton, you're going to be General Patton, but we need a General Patton to win the war. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Carter can't win any wars. He's too courteous. General Patton can win some wars, but he's going to yell at some guys who are shell-shocked in, prison, in, in, in the hospital bed. Now, you go... Why doesn't General Patton just go out and take all the land from Rommel? And then at night, or when he goes to see the prisoner, the person in the hospital, he becomes Jimmy Carter. Maybe hard. It's a tough. It's transition. something to aspire to. Yeah, but it's not that realistic. We like this guy because he's taking care of business. I would argue that if you're Walt Disney, 
Look, my dad is the most, the kindest, easiest, mellowest guy in the world, which is great when you're eating dinner, but who's buying dinner and who's preparing dinner and who's cleaning up? Right. Not my dad. He's, he, look, I got a dog named Phil. Phil's the greatest dog in the world. What's Phil doing right now? He's laying down. Phil's never in a bad mood. Why Why should Phil be in a bad mood? Somebody feeds him and then he lays down. Right. So if you ask Phil to do a whole bunch of stuff around here, take care of a bunch of stuff and pay for everything, you Not you likely. might get a dog that's a little bit different than super mellow Phil. My, my dad is the nicest, easiest, mellowest dude on the planet who also would never – you would drown if you fell off a boat. He was sitting in the boat. Yeah. He's not going in after you. Yeah. So you're asking Walt Disney to kind of build an empire and have dominion over all these employees and run this giant business and everything, but it's your lax. You know, like be this other way. Yeah. And I think it's slightly unrealistic. Now we've decided that we're now living in a society where everyone needs to be besties. You know, your boss needs to be your bestie. So we've created this retarded feminization where we've decided that yeah this guy can run an empire and he be super chillax and he's not going to come on any hot 23 year old chicks are working on and that's that's a no-no so don't do this don't do that do a lot of this do a lot of that always have time for an employee to come into your office and sit down and talk your ear off about something that's going on in their personal life and then go out and build the matterhorn in a monorail well here's the problem it's really hard to be both simultaneously. Yeah. And that's why I fear you're going to hear stories about almost everybody who is out running the show being this way, you know, which is the story. Now, the question is we should strive for it, but can a guy like Walt Disney or Henry Ford or whomever, can they truly be loved by all their employees when everything they do is the bottom line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's what they're striving for. Though though Disney seemed to be going kind of that way. He wanted a family, he wanted everyone to be he called them his boys and his girls and his you know, his people and he just didn't want to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's the deal. And now we're living in a world where everyone is supposed to be Cuddly, and what we don't really get is like you see a commercial, and it's like Apple equals love, and then it's like, oh, but all their accounts are offshore where they don't pay taxes. Right. Thanks. Thanks, Apple. So who are they? Well, it's like, well, they're the company that wants to not pay taxes and wants you to think they're lovable simultaneously, kind of like Ellen dancing at the beginning of her show. So. That's where we're at. And it's real easy to sit around and watch Ellen and go, look at her. She's got a whole bunch of employees and she's the sweetest person in the world. Go backstage with Ellen, sit in on a few of her meetings with her segment producers, and you tell me how much dancing goes on. So I feel like we've raised the bar way too high. These guys are supposed to be who they are. That's why otherwise... You got my dad and nothing ever gets built and nothing ever gets done and no war ever gets won. You know what I mean? It's real easy to sit around and go, 
Yeah, well, you know, Patton won that war and he drove Rommel's uh, tank division back, but he was out of line with that guy in the in the hospital. Yeah. I think we can historically somebody getting yelled at in a hospital bed versus winning World War II or being instrumental in winning World War II, I'll take that. Will you take that, Drew? I I will, but you're right that we want to live in a world where that disqualifies him. Right. Take some calls. All right. Uh, what do you got line up there? Line four. I think line four. Uh, Reasons. Oh, glad. Drew normally just yells a, na- a name out, and then I have to read. But in this case, he, <laughs> he yelled nine. Right. Dreesus. Uh, close. Dreesus. Dreesus. Surprised we got that close. Yeah, twenty-six. Monterey. Yep. Lucky you. Amenes, Doctor Drew. What's going on, man? What's happening? Girlfriend and I first got intimate. I noticed she had a hole um, on her backside uh, right above her sphincter. And she told me that when she she was born with a, uh, like, a tail and they cut it off and that her mom has it in a baby book, but don't ask her mom. And she says it in a way that makes me think she's half joking, half being serious. And, so I just want to know is right, there is, like is there is, 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 is there it like a pinhole like a tiny hole or is it like a surgical hole like something was carved out? Oh shit, she's here. I got to go, guys. Sorry. All right. Okay. Well, the pin the pinhole is called a pilonidal cyst. It's, it's called a pilonidal cyst. They are very common. They are holes that form above the crack, essentially in your sort of sacral area. And uh, and they can get infected and drain and stuff, but they have to be surgically removed. I wonder if that's what she's talking about. But but those holes are called pilonidal cyst. P i l o n i d a l pilonidal cyst. So there's a difference between a hole and well, one I that mean, looks like it was surgically made. Well, I mean, if she yeah, if she had some sort of orthopedic something there, her in her. Coccyx, what about being born with a tail? You can have a little remnant sort of tail, and sometimes they can hurt and have to be kind of dealt with. But it's not a simple matter. So. Mm. Usually they just left there. Striker right. Striker had one of those. Striker had a tail. A tail. Yep. And how they what they do to it from K Rock. Yeah. No, he just Where, left it. He where's left K it. where's Striker now? I think he's still working there. Uh Striker took over for Loveline initially, right? I think so. He was there for about three three two, years. Two or three yeah. years. I like Striker. Yeah. Um and now he's just back at K Rock, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So where are we at? Uh, let's start at the top and work our way down. Let's talk to uh, Nick, 23, Chicago. Nick? Get it on. How you guys doing? Yeah, man. What's happening? Hey, uh, so my girlfriend has an issue where her mom and sister are very codependent with each other. Now, her mom and dad separated about five years ago, and after that happened, uh, the sister complained about anxiety and said her to have attacks, so she dropped out of high school. Fast forward five years, and she's 21 and has uh, never held a job, doesn't have a driver's license, uh, stays home all day playing video games, and the mom pretty much uh, enables her. Now, my sister, my uh, girlfriend tries to bring it up to her mom, and her mom kind of just sweeps it under the rug and tries to avoid it and, you know... They do see a therapist, but my girlfriend thinks that they're kind of lying to the therapist and not being entirely truthful. 
uh, what could she do to uh, she could you know, call, break this call, call the therapist uh, and leave a lengthy voice message and give her her thoughts. Tell him, I know you can't return the call. It's confidential, but I'm the sister, and here's what I'm observing. Just thought it might help you. Okay. All right. And look, there's a, it's extreme dependency. I don't know what the source of that dependency is. Uh, you, who's they're seeing a therapist together? So they go to the therapist together sometimes, but the sister goes every week. All right. So maybe just leave a message with the th- sister's therapist what you think you're seeing, and uh, there may or may not be realistic for this person to live independently. I, I don't know what the situation is with that sister, but it sounds like she may be significantly impaired. So there's a possibility that she could be significantly impaired and never able to live independently. It's possible. I mean, I don't, don't you know. Who knows? I, I don't. We're not. We're yeah. Not, you know. But I definitely would if 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 your is your girlfriend. Yeah, your girlfriend feels that the therapist doesn't have all the information. Give her the information you have. That's all. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah. I'm not in love with therapy these days. <laughs> Well, it depends what you're trying to get out of it. Well, could we have a slightly more practical therapy? It's gotten actually too practical. That's part of the problem. It's gotten very goal-oriented to the point Oh, where it is? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do more of that. All right. Well, that's what we got going. Like you like – I, I feel like uh, most people I know are in therapy. They just go in there and they talk shit about me and then they come back. I, yeah, I that's feel like easy to do. I know, that's but I'm, I would do I'm feeling like still. maybe there's a little work to do in there other than just uh, beat me up while I'm uh, well, not around. It, it, that that if it's goal directed therapy and all they're doing is you know talking about you, then then what's the goal they're well, going here, after? I'll but give but you, if, if it's, I'm having a, unpleasant feelings and I need help regulating them, and Adam is the source of my unpleasant feelings, then I'm going to talk about Adam. Can you say? But how about this for a therapist? Ah. You know, like uh, Ray sees my dad. Yeah, this is a disaster. Yeah, they sit around and talk about theory about this and that. Right? What if my dad said, "Hey, the guy told to take an improv class. Take an improv class. Yeah. Why? Why not? What's the big? We can sit and discuss it every week, or talk about what an asshole Adam is, or how he's out of bounds, or how this is whatever. But." Why don't you just sign up for a class and see what happens? Like, how, I, how come I is what, there that version of therapy? And then, I, if there I, is, where I, is it? I think what you would do is go, uh, uh, Ray. Do you want to take an improv class? No. Well, why'd you tell him you would? Why are we even have that conversation? Why'd you even enter into that exchange? I'm not going. I don't want to go. Don't lie. I think you'd stay in that zone. And then you'd go back around once you'd soften that up. Would Hold it on. be irresponsible, though, as a therapist, to go? What could it hurt to take the class? Well, then you go back. See, you gotta understand something. This, this is the thing in the world of the the Doctor Phil that everyone thinks they live in. When you go at somebody with anything in a therapeutic environment, you get defense. You get four shields up. Right. So you can't go at anything. If you've been a patient for twenty years, you can't go at. You still have to go soften up. So it's like, well, why'd you why'd you engage Adam? Then if you don't want to go, why'd you just say I don't want to go? I'm not doing that. And then come back around and go, huh, I wonder what Adam saw would be beneficial for that. And do you want that benefit? And might that help you? Well, then why aren't you going? And so you come, you come back around. Otherwise, you're going to get all the opposition to find stuff that's in his personality. You're not going to change his personality, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I got you. So does that make sense? You gotta, no, it, you gotta, it you does. Gotta, I, but the problem is most people don't even engage in that kind of strategic engagement. They just sit, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
a lot of listening. I know. I just wish there was a little more of a practical approach. Because it takes energy. You gotta you gotta work with the patient to really move them. And I got very used to that in the addiction world. Well here's the other thing locking arms, like moving the patient into treatment. The other thing I find it's a little nuts is like that person is just spilling all this stuff about what a bad guy this guy is and how I've been wronged again at work and like I don't get why the therapist is like why do you think your boss would intentionally try to hurt your feelings? Like, don't you I, I, think your again, boss I, would want to try to make things copacetic? Like, why? Why aren't they? I think they do. Just, I feel like they're just rolling down the road. No, they they're first like, go. Oh, well, he sounds like an asshole to me. No, 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 no. You first go. Why do you stay in that job? Why are you yeah. there? And th- then, then it comes back to, I enjoy that job. He's not such a bad guy. Maybe he's on to something. Hmm. I wonder if that guy had an idea. You you got to use something called therapeutic wonderment. It's like I wonder what that is. Even though you know, you know yeah. where you're going on adults. Otherwise, I mean, you use defense. it on a cat. Defense. You get defense. Otherwise, you get defense. <laughs> Does everything have to be just offensive. Someone's that's telling how you human, to do something. Do it. That's your personalities work. That's how it works. Who works that way? You, everybody. Losers. You're doing it right now. No, I'm not. You're being I'm defensive not. about my lack of defensiveness. <laughs> Saying is, one adult's not allowed to speak to another adult about um, taking a class on learning how to type. If you work as a, if you're in that therapeutic environment, stenographer, you, you have to, you you got to get to it. You got to get around to it. You can't you can't Ugh. trigger anything. Tired, Charlie. Thirty. <laughs> I'll kill myself if somebody ever goes, huh? Well, did you ever think, Adam, that? Maybe Dr. Drew, just maybe. Hmm. Huh. Pray no, tell. no, you'd go you'd go, I wonder what he was talking no, about. I wonder, what I wonder why Drew he was talking about when he's talking about defense. Yeah. What if, hmm. why why do I that that seemed to trigger you a bit? I wonder what that was about. And what if someone called you a pussy over and over again? Would <laughs> what that would be? you feel? Hmm? <laughs> I'm just asking. Uh, Charlie uh, Thirty from New York. Super sensitive to are you talking to us, Charlie? Did we just lose him? On vice, advice on how to deal with being easily overwhelmed. It's the best and dangerous. It's What's the problem here? Something is wrong. I don't know. I'll just put it on hold. See, see if you guys can fix up. that. How about being easily overwhelmed, Drew? I, I need to know more. I, that, that doesn't mean anything more. to me, yeah. It means something to me. Well, I, 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 again, I, everyone's easily overwhelmed if you're being overwhelmed. Oh, shut up. You know what I mean? If it's, no, I don't know what you mean. I'm not easily overwhelmed. My mom is easily overwhelmed. It's a, kind of a wiring. Yes, that's true. Scott, 22, Bakersfield. Hey, how are you guys doing? Yeah, man, what's going on? Hey, so uh, essentially what's going on is had a very, very serious relationship with a girl, you know, as serious as you can be for early 20s. Uh you know, and then broke up, and now I'm just kind of stuck in this chicken shit mode of not knowing what I want in terms of I know she still loves me, and in a way I feel sort of guilty and bad for that. Uh, but I want to be able to move on, but I want to have her as a friend, but we don't have to have sex. Anyway, it's, I need to know what to do to figure out what I want. You got to break clean. You can't move forward and have a friend. I, I heard. Wait, I heard nothing. I, heard, I, I didn't I, hear I, a lot either. But I, I'm just, I, I heard uh, just confusion. You're. You're. How old is he now? 
22. 22. You're with this girlfriend how long? Oh, just for uh, just for two years. Two years. And you broke up when? Late November. So six, four months ago. You broke up with her? Four months? Yeah. November, uh, December, yeah, January. I, three months ago. You broke up with her? Well, you said yeah, late I, November. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Two and a half months ago. Wait a minute. Late November's November, December. I beg your pardon. You're right. Two months. I beg. All right. So uh, you broke you broke up two months ago, and she broke up with you, or you broke up with her? I broke up with her. And why did you break up with her? Uh, you know, she she just treated me real unfairly, and it's one of those things. Stop! That stop! What does that mean? She treated me like shit. Okay, so that's relationships over and done, and that's that. So moving on. Moving on. Next. It's a better life. You're, there's, there's no anything. There's no confusion. You don't like how you're being treated. That relationship did not work. I don't know exactly what you mean by that, but it was enough to want you to break up with her, and off you go. You sounded like uh, David Viscott, the late, great David Viscott. Come Stop. Wait, my friend. What was that? <laughs> she didn't treat me well. Hold on. That There. What's that? Well... Yes, there. What was that? <laughs> Hold on. Stop. Wait. Go back. Go back. Uh, we were dating. Yeah. No, my friend. My friend before that. We. Yes. There. <laughs> Stop. We. Uh. uh? <laughs> he was great. He had a TV show too. Oh, I remember. Late at night, sitting there with a sweater on. Yeah, just him and the screen. Just talking. Imagine to that him. today. Line five, my Can friend, what's that? the problem? Oh, my God. Can I tell you the shock and horror when I heard my stepfather call into that show? What? Shock. What? Shock. What did he call it? But he called it with his stepson. What do I do with the stepson in the, oh, in the, it was in the like, garage? Oh, it was like this thing. It was like, oh, no. I was, I, no, no. Stepson. I lived in the garage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't live with him in his garage. Come on, Drew. Get it right, man. I got to figure out. Oh, that's right. Okay. It was the stepmom. Mute right. stepdad, yeah, yeah. Okay. John. Yeah, got it. Who may have a dusting of something. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what that guy has, but there's something going on. What did with he that. call about? It's the best <laughs> news I've ever had. I was like sitting there and it's like, hold on, my friend, hold on, John from North Hollywood. Oh, hold my friend. And I was like, oh my God, it's my stepdad. <laughs> I was listening. Like with with my Walkman, you oh. know, and and he was like, ah, my stepkids, you know. And I was like, no, oh, oh. I was like, oh. I, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna impale myself <laughs> on some rebar. <laughs> we working at the time? Yeah, I was you working. Were out of the you know? side. Oh, well, because that's why you fell out of that window. You yeah, I fell like, out of the window. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is like an Adam Sandler film or and something. And Silver, like, oh, it, well, it was one of these things where Viscott. Dr. David Viscott was on from, like, noon to 3 or 11 to 2 oh. or something. on KBC. It was a big talk show, yeah. talk station, right? Yeah. And I'm he, on it now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, thank you. Big talk station. Thank you for remembering. I was going to say, defunct, you know, <laughs> back in its heyday. <laughs> they used to have real talent, like real talk talent, not, <laughs> not used up. Strange, I've taken that shift right now. Yeah, what was uh, you got to go online. You got to find out Dr. David Viscott, KBC, what, like what circa 1980s. Like, yeah. it could be Drew yeah, Shift. On, in 80, he was a uh, full time talk radio on KBC. Oh. In 87, he what had a time? brief. What time? 
It does not Time's say. Fly. We'll figure that out. You, you'll get the whole rundown of when Michael Jackson, who was a South African white guy, yeah. was real good at interviewing yeah, and everything. Yeah. And I used to listen to those guys. And so I had to be at work because there were Monday through Friday at you know 1 o'clock. Yeah. Like, where was I going to be? Hanging out, poolside, having yeah. a daiquiri? Like, I was on a construction site trying to make it all go away. I'd put in you know, my little headphones and try to just listen because the construction talk, like, you, you want to talk about oh. Well, you you worked hard, but at least you worked in an environment where there's an exchange of ideas and intellect and things like that. It's just a bunch of dudes just going, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I'm talking about. Ugh. Right. So I had to listen to like a voice, and all of a sudden my stepdad came on. Oh, my God. And he's like, my friend, what's going on? John from North Hollywood? Oh, my friend. What's that right there? And he's like. Uh, yeah, my stepkids. And I'm like, oh boy. Oh, oh boy. And then, he, and then he went, ah, my, my stepson, I get along fine with. But oh, the daughter, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, oh, oh, good. Oh, 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 what did you say about your sister? Uh, it says 9 p.m., sorry, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. I think that was at his... the end. That's at the yeah. end of his tenure. Yeah. But at the, in the heyday, it was on during the day. Oh, who the, f- I blocked it. I blocked it out. It wasn't great. <laughs> I just blocked it. I completely blocked it out. Was she still on the run then, or is she back at home? On the lamb? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. She was, you know, we, I, Drew, would you do the stupid math? I understand. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I understand. Okay. I was she kidding. was, uh, no, she was working and yeah. at her place and, yeah. I mean, all that stuff. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You tell me though, Drew. I really do believe it. I really believe I have this. I have this feeling. I have this feeling that lazy kind of trumps everything, right? I have this feeling. Lazy. Well, not I, I, lazy. You are no, you no, talking no, about no, lazy. lazy? I'm never sure exactly what you're talking about. Well, what I'm saying is lazy this. Is a funny what I'm term. saying is this. Like, yeah. Even when my livelihood depended on it. And I only got paid by the day, and I wouldn't get paid if I didn't work that day. And the few handful of times I'd show up on a construction site, and it was all rained out. Like it was flooded, and it had been raining, you know. And a foreman was sitting around going, well, I don't think we're going to get anything done today. I'd be like, oh, good. Oh, good. I'm going home. Meanwhile, I'd gotten up, got dressed, got my truck, drove the thing, and I wasn't going to get paid. Yeah, yeah. But I could remember thinking, like, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd go... Yeah, let's call it. It's raining too hard. Everybody just go home. We'll see you tomorrow. I'll be like, yes. But what was I celebrating? Not getting yeah. paid. I didn't have any money. Yeah. But the Is that notion. Lazy? Well, it's the, this thing of like getting out of some responsibility or getting out of so something. It's not wanting to do something that's not spontaneously coming from you. I don't. It's huh? this feeling. It's like it's like a fighter getting knocked out and on the way down. See, because good, the fight's over. Because like, nothing spontaneously over. comes from me, so I always like taking direction from other people. I'm just I'm losing this fight, but I don't have to fight I anymore. Get it. I get you know. It. Yeah. I've always had that feeling in losers. Oh, it's like a really powerful. You must. Lo- you, you must welcome death. Oh <laughs> you man! Be, you must be anticipating it with great, great. Uh, don't joy. jinx it. Don't okay, jinx it, Drew. Yeah, could don't be, yeah. jinx it. But uh, I had the feeling my family's very much that way. Uh, yeah, get our guest and uh, let's try move to, her in we'll here. Try to take Mike too, real quick, maybe. And and 
I'm convinced that when my sister ran away, both my parents felt that way. Hmm. <laughs> like it now, it's always a little mix. Like, <laughs> hey, I wish I had the money from work, but I do get to go home and get back in bed. You know what I mean? Yes. You know that feeling? Yeah. I think they had it. That's really funny. That's hysterical. True car, man. Oh, man. You want some tips? I'll give you some tips. You want to get some better mileage? Take some of that junk out of your car. How about that? Place your key fob under your chin to increase its range. We're bringing our guests in, by the way. I'll tell you about that in a second. Here's another tip you might not know. True car also helps people. Thanks for getting our situated there, Gary. Enjoy uh, real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you're buying new or used. You see, oh, Phil just started licking my leg. You get a, uh actual idea of what everyone is paying for the exact same car, apples to apples, and then you pick up your good car and you get your good deal. Enjoy a faster buying experience. Connect with True Car Certified Dealers. And when you're ready to buy, new or used, you check out True Car. Our own Chris Max Pata did it over there. Uh, True Car, you get a more confident buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Ah, oh, Phil's jumping up on uh, Corinne. Um, am I saying it right, Corinne, right? Yes. Yes, Corinne Olympios. Good to see you. 24 years old. We'll tell you the podcast in a second. Phil, get off of Corinne there. I'm 26. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Dylan could have made off. the thing two years ago. Uh, yeah, we usually round down for the ladies. That's, uh, that's the way, that's the way we go. Uh, the podcast, so random with Corinne Olympias, you know, her from, uh, season 21 of The Bachelor. She was the one with all the controversy and, uh, tell uh, Drew doesn't know anything about that story. I kind of know what TMZ told me. So tell us, uh, tell our audience what, uh, give them a little thumbnail sketch of the controversy and the events on my season so yes um i went on the bachelor i didn't want to be like all these other girls that i saw sitting there like being different people on camera i decided like right at night one i was like you know what i'm just gonna like do what i want to do i'm not gonna be anything i'm not i'm gonna do things how i do in real life and if anybody doesn't like it like I'm sorry. I'm not going to hurt anyone's feelings purposely, but, like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I don't think that everybody liked that at first. But then, you know, people started to see as the season went on that, like, hey, she's just being her. She's not, like, doing anything, like, to anyone in particular. She's just going after what she wants. But the controversy wasn't in you doing what you wanted to do, right? Wait, wait, which controversy are we talking about? Are we talking about Paradise? Yeah, let's say. I... I, I'm not an expert, and Drew does no homework at all. But there was yeah, a no, big, talk about was a big issue about on, the, on the show. Is where right? there was controversy, because I know that because I had a bunch of friends who were producing on that. And oh, they were okay. Scared they were out of job. Yeah, sorry, Paradise Bachelor in Paradise, not the Bachelor. Sorry. <clears throat> so Paradise was a little bit. It got a little wild, but um. I just, um, to keep a long story short, I think everything was kind of just a big misunderstanding. Um, and we had to shut down the show a little bit just to figure things out. And everything was figured out. And Demario and I are great friends. I'm still really good with all of my Bachelor family. And I love them. 
So the controversy was that you got too intoxicated and you hooked up with DeMario and that you couldn't give consent or something like that? Something like that, but um, it all it all worked out. I can't get too too deep into that. You can't? Okay. No. Well, just so we know what we're what we're talking about here because Drew follows and he wants to know and he wants the audience to know. And uh, Chris wants to know, that's for sure. Chris like, what happened on that? Uh, no, I, I, I know as far as you guys, you guys talked about it. That's, yeah. that's enough. All right. So that was the controversy. And now those that period is behind you. And now it's off to clothing line, podcasting. Yeah. So now I have a podcast with Podcast One. It's called So Random. Hold on. Why is it? Did Drew and I get paid the same? Why does do he get interview. to text? Would you like Why does he get to sit and I'll text while you I have to I, swim? I will you, do your interview if you like. Go ahead. So what, what happens in your Hold podcast? Hold on. I got a text. Go Let ahead. Go. I'm not even looking at you. You can do as you please. <laughs> what happens on So Random? So I have people on and I really love talking to people and, you know, just going off on tangents and telling my own stories, like, which leads to their stories. And like I didn't want to have- Who do you interview? Anybody. Anybody. Yeah, so I mean- people off the street or- No, I mean, you'll know who they are, but I don't have a certain Somebody. theme to my podcast. Who's where, your like, ideal guest? I mean, Justin Bieber, obviously. Okay. So you like people in the culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean- Who's been your favorite so far? I think my favorite guest so far was actually one of the producers from Bachelor. She wasn't from my season, but- she and I have met through um, Bachelor Nation, and her name is Naz. She does this really cool thing called Heartbroken Anonymous, hmm. and I just, I just think that my interview with her was the most real. Do you watch the show Unreal? I don't watch that show. Have you heard about it? I've heard about it. Yeah, she watched the first season, first episode. I heard that it's based off of The Bachelor. Yeah, but and I'd be curious. My Bachelor family has told me that not to watch it because it's just BS. Well, that's what I'd like to know. I'd like to hear your opinion on how, how close or how far from reality it is. It, well, it mean, goes very far. The it goes Bachelor way. is super real. I mean, there's nothing really fake about The Bachelor, so. No, I understand, but but it's it it gets into how the producers talk about the contestants and how they're manipulated a little bit and the circumstances that are set up. I understand they don't go off the rail in the standpoint that they allow to happen what happens, you know what I mean, which is what when you say it's real, what happens happens. I think it's mm-hmm. true of all reality shows, but mm-hmm. how they set it up and how they talk to you guys before that, you get there and that kind of stuff. I mean, that into. we wouldn't even know if they did. I doubt mm-hmm. they do that. I mean, everything for me was super organic. Mm-hmm. Um and where, where I, are you from originally? New Jersey. Whereabouts? Livingston. Livingston. Short Hills area. Kind of don't know. I've, is it near the city? Middle of New Jersey. Is that kind of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you go to college or? I did not go to college. Uh, and you went straight into reality. Did you always want to be in a reality show or has it just sort of happened to you? I think I just always wanted to be in the entertainment industry doing whatever. And I kind of just fell into reality. Um, are you doing other I, stuff coming up? Hmm? More reality coming up for you? Or you? Yeah, more reality. We have some scripted shows to look forward to. Um, I have a clothing line. I have my podcast. I'm coming out with a swimwear line for summer. Um, spring, I'm coming out with an athletic line. Team a Corn. Lot go- yeah, a Team lot. Corn? Team Corn. Huh. For Corinne. Yeah, my Got nickname it. is Corn. Got it. Uh, and finally, let's get back to the podcast. Uh, so, Again, your favorite has been this. What what other kinds of figures do you like? Any kind of particular figures? All entertainment figures, or just any comers? Like, would you talk to a political person? Would you talk to Adam? Would okay, you interview so Adam? politics. 
this is kind of, I mean, I, actually, I'm not embarrassed. I don't know anything about politics, not one single thing. I'm not even registered to vote because it wouldn't be fair for me to vote because I have no idea what's going on. Do you know who the president is? Oh, I like that. Um, I know who the president <laughs> okay. is. I like that you don't want to vote because I, I feel like there's a lot of people that shouldn't be voting because they don't know anything they, about they, it. Like exactly. I don't or they think they know I want to learn vote. about it. I just don't I wouldn't even know where to start. And what scares me is that like people are like, Oh, you should listen to this podcast. My dad's like, Oh, you should go online and read this website, but I feel like I'm too late in the game mm. to know like what happened before to lead up to what's happening now. So I don't know if I should like go back. I think dates. it would take some work. Take yeah. some work. But when you're ready. Yeah. Don't do it before you're ready. We, we don't, don't vote we, before you're ready? We, no. Yeah, we want a voter that wants to be informed and uh, she's ready to be informed. Yeah, you, you, just, you, just, the, you just gave her full respect for not voting. Let's, I do. Let's, I, but let's I'm just a simple rule of thumb is vote for whoever says they'll do the least for you. Oh, I like that. You get that? Nope. Get, vote, for, <laughs> vote for the candidate that says they're going to do the least. For you. Why? For, for anybody. Because they're Why? not going to do anything anyway. So you might as well have them least, least intrusive oh, like into that. your life. <laughs> Because yeah. they're lying. They'll yeah. go like when 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 they say you know, like when they do those town halls and the woman stands up and says, "I have nine kids and no job, and uh, you know uh, I have a problem with my uterus. What are you going to do with me?" When the person says what they're going to do, they never do it. They're mm-hmm. just trying to pander for votes. Okay. So vote for the person that says. Who did you vote for? I didn't vote because <laughs> I didn't know what's going on either. Oh, okay. But no, I live in California, so it's it's not worth it over here. It's 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 a fait accompli, as, as Drew would say, right? Fait accompli. Fait accompli. Uh, All right, should we take our last call here, Drew? Yes, let me give Twitter a handle for Corinne there. C O R C O R I N N E O L Y at Corinne Oli and at C Olympios is the Instagram. Okay, last call, Mike. All right, Mike. Yes, sir. How are you guys doing? It's a little better. A little better. What's Hello? up? Yeah, we yeah. got you. What's Go up? Go ahead. Uh, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I want to thank you guys, first of all, Adam, your uh, cold shower therapy, all that stuff. Kind of hit a light switch with me. It went from being kind of an underachiever, 3.3 student, to uh, 4.0. And all your uh, words of wisdom, both of you guys, I appreciate it. So Thanks. thank you. Thanks. That is a yeah, that is a hey, let's take a note. That's a pretty big deal that somebody based on your words got their life turned around a bit. That's yeah, but three point three to four zero is like you know B. Yeah, but it might be a, a but it's it it's, like it's a big something. turnaround. It's something though. You know, yeah, it's, it's all right. It's for real. Well, I, I was I was able. It, it was a big turnaround for me because I was able to skate by with you know I, I was I'm a pretty smart guy. I was able to skate skate by with a three point three. You're engaging and uh, it's good. Yeah, exactly. Just applying myself, and uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't gradual. It was just you know you just do it, you know. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So the the uh, qualities there that kind of allow me to do that are the same ones that kind of give me my problem of uh, maybe a little low self confidence and internalizing too much is is what I was saying earlier. Um, I don't know what I don't about internalizing. I don't know what that means, but I, we love the low self self esteem. We love low self esteem. <laughs> low self esteem is the reason you got to that four point I love internalization yeah. too. What does that mean? What do you mean when you say that? Yeah, so, wait, 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 yeah, wait, wait. It's example. an Adam thing. Hold on. What do you mean when you say that? Oh. Do you know what? what, is, oh, well, what well, is, well, you're asking me. Yeah. Um, you should attempt to mine. Whatever event happens, I'm putting them on hold. Oh, blame yourself. <laughs> I don't Take blame responsibility. Yourself. You try to figure out yeah. what part you played in whatever yeah. 
transpires in your life, what yeah. was your role? Yeah. What I've, part? And then someone could go, well, it had nothing to do with you, honey. You didn't really, you didn't do anything. But it's like, well, maybe, maybe you did. Maybe, but maybe it was only 10%. Maybe that's all, Look, if, all you can if, do. If, I if used it's to something have this, you can adjust, good. Whatever it is. Even if it had almost no impact. Yeah, I don't know why. But I used to have this habit of, always because I was in a rush, mm-hmm. maybe you do this too. Yeah. Like every time I'd be pulling up down my street and pulling up to my driveway to undo my seatbelt. Oh, yeah. I just click it. Yeah. Because it's like I had to be moving or doing something. And then I thought, well, don't do that. Because what if somebody hits you right as you're going into your driveway? Yeah. In which case, I'd be in trouble. And then in which case, I'd go, I was right in my driveway. But then I'd have to go back and go, but why'd you undo your seatbelt? Why didn't you wait till you got into your garage? So my whole thing is like, try to figure out what your role is. And even if you're T-boned by drunk driver, you still would have been the one that undid your seatbelt right as you're pulling into your And you got driveway. out of bed that day. And you got out of bed. No, I'm saying... I know what you mean. Try to connect. But I don't think he's talking about that kind of internalization. I think he well, means that's he feels things about. too intensively. Well, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I, I think what Adam's talking about is, is kind of what I'm, what I'm saying as well. But uh, also kind of examples would be giving other people the benefit of the doubt, even if a, a third party would say, hey, no, you know, you're, you're in the right here. Uh, like Adam says, you know, I try to kind of maybe overanalyze what, what I did wrong and uh, right. kind of beat myself up over, over yeah, certain well, things. That's I think, thing Dr. You, Drew, you can relate to that a little bit. Big time. Can't beat yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to correct. Yeah, don't worry. Adam will do it for you. I'll but, beat you up for Yeah, uh, but, but you really kind of, yeah, I mean, a, a way of conceptualizing what you're describing is, is codependency. You, you take on other people's stuff. You don't have good boundaries yep. between yourself and others. And, you know, that can be an asset. It's, it's all about being able to hold those boundaries and that that's not something that comes easy you're 22 you're still young you got to practice it a lot all right mike so we want okay. more we want you're more good. people that internalize too much frankly right? well I mean, the, if you turn on the news all you see is externalization yeah. i want to see a little internalization I mean, if you internalize a lot you would not bring your dog on the plane well right getting back to uh something corinne wasn't here for yeah. uh corinne olympias uh so random with corinne olympias new episodes every thursday on podcast one and itunes and you can shoot her tweet at corinne Oli. that's o-l-y am i saying that right yes yeah like the good old beer uh Olympia what else beer. am i missing before we uh wrap it up here corinne well, in terms of what I'm up to, or other stuff you'd like to promote, sure. Um, well, I will be putting out a swimmer line in the summer, and come spring, my athletic line, and um, you can again listen to my podcast every Thursday on the Podcast One app or iTunes. It's called So Random. That's what there we should go. have named this one that, Drew. You it, dropped the ball. I know. So random would have been perfect for this. Your name brings no earballs to this show, but it's so random, random would do it. What's the matter, Chris? I wouldn't listen to it. I wouldn't listen to Admin Drew. I want to listen to So Random. That's right. Yeah. So it's so fun. Random. So, until next time, Sam Crawl for Corinne Olympias, Dr. Drew. Oh, wait a minute. couple plugs for us. Yeah, oh, yeah. live basic cable commentary that's coming up Thursday, January 25th, Irvine Improv, 8 p.m. Cobra's the movie, and uh, Holiday Drinks got a little, well, they're still going on. Go to CorollaDrinks.com, say hi to Lynette and JJ over there, and uh, check out Chassis, C-H-A-S-S-Y. Lots of good moves over there, Drew. Go to DrDrew.com, check out the family pods, check them out. So, until next time, and for Corinne and Dr. Drew saying, mahalo. <laughs>